You're listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your host, Jacob Faisig. Hey, and welcome back to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Uh, today, if you would like to be a sponsor of this podcast, we have the opportunity for you to do that. We actually have two uh, openings that we are looking for people to be a part of. And uh, you can email us at barbellvoodoo at gmail.com and put in the subject line podcast. And we'd love to talk with you about that. On today's podcast is the one and only Sarah Willis from CrossFit Wilco. I had a fantastic time talking with her. We actually recorded this back in November and haven't had a chance to uh, drop this podcast yet, but I'm really excited to have it out today, and so I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it with her. So before you uh, get done with the podcast today, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating over there on the iTunes, and be sure to subscribe. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, this is Rich Froning. You're listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Um, we're sitting here with Sarah Willis at CrossFit Wilco yeah. in Brentwood, Tennessee. And we have uh, some people in the background that are lifting and doing this various exercises um, behind us and we of course have the soundtrack of our lives bumping <laughs> in the background so that's going to be fantastic um, but we're here to talk about um, her and her transition into Wilco and whatever else life brings up as we talk today so welcome to the podcast thank you I'm thanks glad you're here thanks for having time in the middle of the day absolutely it was a beautifully sunny <laughs> cold day and in Tennessee, but uh, yeah, I thought, you know, we'd start, I, I would love to hear um, just kind of like your story, like where where did this thing of CrossFit like birth from, <laughs> right. you know, where where did you uh, get connected to it, you know, were you were you athletic before, like doing sports and then you transitioned to, which seems like a, a common people, you know, right. kind of answer with athletes, you know. Well, I was really great at this, and then I, I sucked at it. And then I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get fit again. You know, I don't know if that's your story, but um, but I'd love to hear. You know, today to start out with a, you know, kind of your story and how you got to kind of what you're doing today, and yeah. uh, even what you are doing today. That would be great. Cool. You know, to find that. So. Um, yeah. So uh, I grew up in Colorado, uh, which I attribute basically my entire being to. Um, just being exposed to the outdoors and uh, the mountains and just there was always something to do and somewhere to go and so um, my activity level was extremely high <laughs> through grade school, middle school, high school. Um, I was always an athlete. I did martial arts for years. Um, I ran track in high school. I was on the dance team. I played soccer for like eight years as a kid. Um, I did archery for a little bit. Um, I was just always one of those kids that could just naturally pick up any sport except for basketball and golf. Really? Yeah, I can't. Oh, I can't do either one. Huh. Well, I've attempted and got very frustrated and broke some clubs, and I, I didn't. Really yeah, it. golf is the worst. Oh my gosh, it's so it's, frustrating I just of a can't sport. The oh my gosh, is different. I can yeah. pop up, but yeah. regular golf, no. Um, Give you a clown. If you put a yeah, clown oh on the gosh. course, maybe you'll do no, better. No, I can't. 
I no. have a phobia of clowns. Oh, That's my windmill. Phobia. I, yeah. Windmill I can do. Clowns, no clowns. Yeah. <laughs> I was at a county fair not long ago, and I was leaving, and it was nighttime. Oh. And they had a clown no. on the kid's stage no. doing a thing. And I was like, that should be illegal. It should be. When it's dark, there should be no clowns yes. out. Wherever the connection between clowns and kids happened, whoever came up with that should uh, be shot. Because yeah. clowns, no, clowns and kids should not mix at all. It's bad. No. It's bad. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, just growing up, just uh, being super, super active. And then, um, so I guess after high school, I was still pretty active in martial arts. Well, pretty, very active in martial arts. Um, for a, a well, I guess maybe like two or three years. Um, gosh, I'm really having to dig back here. Um, I was on the Five Knuckle Bullet National Karate Team, so we traveled nationwide and did. Um, that sounds awesome. It was. <laughs> I don't know I'm anything lie, about it, awesome. but it sounds legit. It and like they would have cool. awesome like t-shirts. Oh yeah, I still have all my uniforms, all oh, my hoodies my and gosh. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Team FKB Five Knuckle Bullet. Um, that's the. the uh, academy, the school that I grew up in in Colorado. One of the owners, Mark Byer, Mark the Shark Byer, um, came up under him. Um, achieved my second degree black belt. Gosh, I guess I was like 20, 21 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we traveled and did that. Um, competed competitively uh, at a competitive level. Um, and I think that's where I got my first hunger for that kind of competitiveness. Yeah. You know, like I said, I ran track in high school and, and all that kind of stuff, but I really didn't get a taste of what true competitive atmosphere and training with a team mm-hmm. and having that collective mindset of achieving a goal together. Even though you're individually competing, yeah. you still train with your teammates and you mm-hmm. still suffer through it. Um, so getting a taste of that, I, I think, really set the stage for where I'm at now. Yeah. Um, I saw myself progress of an progress as an athlete exponentially at that time, and I know it was because of my training partners. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, uh, I, I kind of wanted to do a little bit more, so I got into kickboxing and Muay Thai. Um, I was an amateur fighter for a few years, had a couple just in-house, small, unsanctioned fights, um, and I loved it, but it was extremely hard on the body, and I got tired <laughs> of explaining black eyes to people yeah, <laughs> and yeah. bumps and bruises. Um, but again, just feeling that competitiveness and just pushing my body to see where I could take it. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess for lack of a better term, quote unquote, retired from that, even though it was super, super little and yeah. small. And, but and still don't jack with you. Things. I understand. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. totally. I got that. <laughs> um, so coming out of that, I still wanted something to keep me, um, in shape. Mm. Um, I have always used fitness as an outlet to keep my sanity. (laughs) Um, I have to be active all the time. Um, I'm actually inherently a very lazy person. I'm the type of person that would absolutely just sit on the couch all day and watch TV and eat potato chips. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Right? And uh, I have a huge sweet tooth, so... What kind of potato chips, just out of curiosity? Uh, (laughs) It depends on the mood. It depends on the time of year. Oh. Yeah, like, you don't know the extent of my food diaries. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but yes. So your chip distinctions change seasonally. Absolutely, absolutely. Huh. Like, summertime, like, you got to go with your traditional, like, ruffles. Original ruffles. With, with like, ridges? Yes, ruffles with ridges. Wow. Yes, and a hot dog. Like, there's nothing better than a summertime okay. yeah. hot dog with yeah. ruffles. You ever dip them in ketchup? Uh, no, man. Oh, ketchup's man. from the dog. Oh. Like, ruffles. Oh. No, you got to do your... My heart uh, just broke. 
My mom used to make this French onion dip, which is just like a package of French onion soup and like a, a jar or a thing of sour cream, and you mix it up. It's totally horrible for you, but that's where it's at. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Thanks, it's a mom. whole new world. A whole new world there. Um, so what's your winter chip? I mean, we're kind of in, in winter while we're recording this. We're so. getting, yeah, we're getting there. So actually, um, uh, at Kroger, well, I shop at Kroger, in the natural food section or whatever, they yeah. have those, like, sweet potato chips. Yeah. And they also have, like, I think they're made out of, like, beets and turnip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, the veggie, not veggie chips, that's different, but yeah. they're actual, like, sliced and dried. Yeah, yeah, like the uh, terra or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. I like those. In, those are your winter the, chips. Yeah, those are my winter chips. The winter chips. Yeah. And then when you really want to go off the wagon, you get your Doritos, you know, your, your ranch <laughs> oh, and your man. nacho cheese. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Are you a cool ranch or nacho cheese? Which, which do you a prefer? Mix. Yeah? Yeah, I don't discriminate against oh, my wow. Doritos. Yeah, I get... I get that's Happy impressive. Yeah. yeah. I love chips. I don't get to ever have them anymore. Thanks, Jamie. Ooh. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Called out. Free. But it's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Uh, Going back, I, I, like I said, for lack of a better term, retired from fighting, um, and I just had a friend that randomly was like, hey, have you ever tried CrossFit? And at the time, this was, what, five, six years ago? Um, in Colorado, it was prominent, but it wasn't well-known. Like, there were gyms, yeah. but nobody really knew what, it was, you know, just uh-huh. starting to get big, I guess. Um, or at least in my group of people. Um, I was like, no, and, and they're like, dude, we're, like, most horrible workout you'll ever do in your life, but it's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that sounds fun. <laughs> like, sign me up. Sure. <laughs> so, but you gotta like mentally, I was coming from fight training, and I was yeah, like, yeah. there's nothing that's gonna compare to what we would go through for uh-huh. that. Because I trained at a couple different gyms. Um, once I got into the kickboxing and Muay Thai, I, I looked at other gyms and went other places um, for my traditional um, karate school. But anyways, um, I go and try this CrossFit thing. And I just remember, like, I know there were 65-pound deadlifts in it, and that's all I remember because at the end, I was lying on the floor gasping for air in a puddle of sweat thinking, what just happened to me? <laughs> yeah. But also thinking, like, this is it. Like, this is yeah. what I've been looking for, you know? Yeah. Um, because it was so hard on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Like, you think you're good at something, or you think you're an athlete, yeah. or you think you're fit. And CrossFit exposes any weakness that you have, whether, uh-huh. you know... You think you're strong. All right, well, can you lift and then go run? Mm-hmm. You know, or you think yeah. you have cardio. All right, well, can you run and then do, you know, handstand push-ups, some kind yeah. of gymnastics movement, you know. Um, so I saw the opportunity to grow as an athlete because there's so much that you have to mm-hmm. learn at CrossFit. So yeah. I was like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. So started CrossFit, got my L1 like two to three months in to yeah. crossfitting. Um, and wow. I never, like, yeah. You <laughs> like, for real, you for real drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> all in, all in. I'm an all or nothing. Yeah. Um, I got my L1 not to coach. Okay. I got my L1 because I am a nerd and I wanted, yeah. I wanted the education aspect of it. I yeah. wanted to know what, yeah. what was I doing exactly? Why was I doing it? Um, and so from the educational standpoint, and I, I believe this too, I mean, I know it's a thousand dollar t-shirt is what everyone says. That's that right. Is, but <laughs> but um, obviously if you have solid coaches, they'll bring that. But I think, you know, if you are a serious CrossFitter, like look into doing your L1 because it is a wealth of knowledge and, and, yeah. and it'll better you in the end anyways. Um, it's something I want to do so bad. Like, it's, um, it's worth it. What, three and a half years into CrossFit and 
I just had a slew of friends that just went and did it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we had a it's great awesome. weekend. Yeah. Like, the things we learned, especially after doing it for a while and then learning. And like, yes. and I was like, oh, I hate all of you. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you have $1,000 sitting around one. But right. also, I'm super jealous. Right, exactly, exactly. It is it is a high price to pay, but um, like I said, the it was a, like the next step in my evolution of yeah. becoming who I am today. Yeah. So it was definitely worth it. Um, but I think then coming it's definitely back, my future. I don't necessarily oh, yeah. think I want to coach at all, but yeah, but yeah. I do want. Yeah, I want to know more. I always am interested in that. Well, and I think too, like you have to have that passion behind it. And so if you, I think it's like anything. If you go into it thinking. Like, I feel like if I would have gone into my L1 thinking, I'm doing this because I want to coach it, I would have had a different experience. Yeah. Um, I went in it just for myself to Mm -hmm. better myself as an athlete, and I took a lot away from it because I didn't have that in the back of my head, like, all right, I'm going to have to teach this to someone else. You know? Sure. It was just for me. Yeah, this is for me, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I did that, um, and then, like, a month or two later, um, I ended up moving here to Nashville. Um, that was October 2012, mm-hmm. maybe? So um, what brought you here? <laughs> Let's open up that camera. Oh, oh, I should have asked you if anything was off limits. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. No, nothing's off limits. I'll just change the names to protect the innocent, oh, I think. great. Um, no, I moved out here for a relationship. Um, didn't work. Gotcha. It was a musician. Um, so it you didn't can't make trust sense. those musicians. Right, yeah. right. They're flighty. Right. Um, <laughs> moved out here. I apologize to any musicians who are listening currently. Right. <laughs> we love you. I'm just kidding. Just a joke, kind um, of. Kind of. <laughs> uh, moved out here. Uh, relationship didn't work out, but um, hindsight, it was probably the best thing that could have happened. Uh, because when I moved here, um, that's when CrossFit really became a big part of my life. Mm. Um, I got in at a gym, um, my old gym, CrossFit Cool Springs. Um, we were just in the works of, of really opening up as a gym um, and getting basically the ball rolling from day one. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I just really grew as an athlete and a coach over mm-hmm. the next few years. Um, met a lot of great people, developed myself as an athlete, and really tried to hone in my goals. Um, and I think, I'm a firm believer that just because you can do something doesn't mean you can teach it. But if you can teach it, you become better at it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. I noticed that I was very novice at teaching, very green, made a lot of mistakes. And I think that's one thing coaches need to remind themselves is that you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Everybody makes it in any job, mm-hmm. you know, not just coaching, but any job. You're going to make mistakes when you start off, and it's Absolutely, okay to do yeah. that. Don't beat yourself up. Well, it's what you do with those right. mistakes that make a difference. Right, you know? and learn from it, and, and people know that you're human, and they understand that, um, but own it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, I told you to do this, I meant this, you know. Um, but as I started coaching more, I started loving the sport more, mm. and then when you see someone else do something and you correct them, you kind of just check yourself as well. Like, Oh, I do that too. Yeah. You know? And then, so you start finding coaching cues for yourself. You're mm-hmm. coaching other people and thus, you know, in turn becoming a better athlete. Um, but then I also, so I think too, we can also go too far with that. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone goes through a phase where they become too obsessive with it <laughs> and too focused, hyper-focused on it. Um, to the point of where it's not fun anymore. And then, you know, your your life revolves around the whiteboard and your life revolves around your PR numbers and your life revolves around, you know, 
your diet and your training and you know all that kind of stuff because in the end and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this but we're not going to the games you're not going what? you're not going to be a games athlete like you know that's Man. such a top one it's so shocking to me in my life yeah so I think a lot of people need to and I'm not trying to like well, I mean, smash it, anyone's and dreams and when it comes down to it if you do you do Right. But most likely you're not. Exactly. You know, and exactly. so like, you know, you, it's a different mindset. Right. Like if you're in the, in the mindset of those really great exercisers, um, out there that go to the games, like then, you know, maybe it's always a possibility. Absolutely. But otherwise, if you just continue to hone your craft regardless, right. you end up there. Fantastic. Exactly. But, it's a game of patience and a yeah. game of letting yourself progress at the, at the time that it's supposed to happen. Sure. I don't know how many people walk in the gym and they're like, oh, I saw, you know, watch the CrossFit Games and I want to know all about this because I want to go to the Games <laughs> yeah. and like next year. Oh my gosh. I think Rich Froning at some point, I saw in an interview or something, he said, you know, the people that come into your gym saying, you know, oh, I saw the Games and I want to be there next year. It's like someone saying, I've never played football before, but I want to, you know, go yeah. to the NFL next year. You know, yeah. you don't realize how much time and dedication it takes to get there. And years, uh-huh. and year, well, from, there's some crazies out there that can pick it right up, but. Well, it, and it feels like most people, the majority of people fall into two categories when they show up at the box, or, or three, really. You, you have ones that, that see the games from the outside and go, that doesn't look bad. I could do that. Right. Like, and so they're, they're in here to be the next Rich Froning or, or you know, Matt Frazier or whatever. You know? and, and so you have that crowd that comes in, and they don't usually typically stay around very long. Right. They beat themselves out. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you have those that, that um, are on the outside looking in and being like, that's that crazy thing. Uh-huh. Like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. Right. Um, and I love when people tell me that because I get told that all the time. Like, oh, I couldn't keep up with you. I was like, I started, like, buttoning up against 400 pounds, like, started CrossFit. Like, I'm the guy that is right. not supposed to be in there, you right. know? <laughs> you know? So, like, I mean, you could do it. And, right. um, but then there's those people that just, like, I want to be a healthier change. Right. And I have a friend that does it, you know? Right. And, and it is so funny, like, the, just the differences there. And yet, there's this common factor, it seems like. It, it doesn't start there. It at least breeds into it of this, like, competitive nature. Mm-hmm. But, like, a healthy competitive nature. Yes, exactly. You know, it's not that, like, I want that person to fail so I can win. Exactly. It's like, I want to win, but I also really want that person to yes. win. And, and I love that about CrossFit. D- despite everybody who comes in the doors in those three categories, which are starkly different. Absolutely. You know, and, and I love when that, that switch happens and all of a sudden you're, you know, you watch the whiteboard that day, but like everyone you beat is super excited about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, you it, and it's not like, yeah, I'm going hey, to the games, but it's yeah. just like today. Exactly. Because tomorrow you're going to be back at the bottom probably. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tomorrow it's your one. Yeah, like right. you're at the top of the whiteboard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and I think that is a very important aspect of CrossFit that we preach a lot is, you know, the community. But mm-hmm. if you're not in it, you don't really understand what that means. Yeah. Um, and I can I can see why some people call, you know, think it's like cultish. Like, oh, you're one of those crazy people, you know. Yeah. Um, I get it, that every week yeah, of my life. Yeah, yeah. But it does stem from the fact that we're all here with the same goal. We want to mm-hmm. be physically fit and live a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Throw a little bit of competitive competitiveness in there. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just like you said, where you know you can be happy for someone beating you, and happy, yeah. you know, because you know how much. And I think what it comes down to is like you know, you go to like a Lobo gym, 
you don't know the time and dedication that that person next to you has put in. You might not even know their name. Yeah. But here, you know, you come to class. Most people tend to go to the same class the same day every time. You build that rapport with people. You see the time and dedication they put in and the hard work they put in. So when they achieve a PR or a goal or whatever, or they beat you in a workout, like you're genuinely happy yeah. for them because you know how yeah. much time and effort they put into getting to that point. Oh, yeah. Um, and then vice versa, you know. So I love that. And, and I love that I've been able to travel in CrossFit. And mm-hmm. so, like, when I when I go places and drop in, because I'm that guy, I think that's fun. Right, um, yeah. And finding out that that culture is, is all over the place. Yes. You know, like, it's not unique to my box. It's right. not unique to, like, your box. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. And so, like, being able to even travel around in Nashville, like, I had a transition where I was looking for boxes, tried out a bunch of boxes in Nashville and got to meet a lot of the owners because a lot of them would coach that early morning class. Right. Um, and, and so, like, they would, you know, it was, it was interesting getting to know people, and they would ask me questions, you know, like, why, why are you here? What are you doing this for? And, you know, they don't know me from Adam. Right. Um, and I would go, you know, I, I did it for, like, three years, you know, just kind of had to move closer to town looking for a new box. And they're like, huh. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It doesn't show, but, like, three years, <laughs> you know, like, I've worked. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, it, it, you know, that culture is what I'm so passionate about mm-hmm. in CrossFit and being a part of and love 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 yes like to have people in my old box who still you know chime in on social media right, and be exactly. like that's amazing because they saw me mm-hmm. when I looked like an ogre you know yeah. trying to figure out how to like bend over and tie my shoes you know right. like like they, they've seen that and, and that's an, an incredible gift to be a part of people's lives in that daily walk oh, of yeah. fitness you know well I think too that it trickles down from the top too so you know your leadership in your gym you know, just like anything, people are going to follow suit. Um, and I think that's what's really cool, at least in my experience in the greater Nashville area, is all the box owners, you know, there's going to be some gruff, you know, because naturally, again, we're all competitive. Yeah. But for the most part, we all have really good rapport and good relationships. Like, you know, I'll talk to Corey and Molly from Rampage, you know, yeah. or, you know, hey, you want to go out on the boat this week? Like, they invited me out on the boat, you know, a couple, like, over the summer, or like, you know, I'm still friends with Shannon, Nate, and Jamie, calling yeah. all those guys over at Trivium, and and, uh, you know, um, we did that barbell photo shoot at, uh, on the end a couple months back and got a bunch of us together. Oh, cool, and, yeah. uh, like, Jessica Martinez dropped in here one day. She was in town, and, you know, she's... So it's, it's just really cool how you have your specific gym and your specific box and your mm-hmm. specific community. Yeah. But there's so much more than that, you know? Uh-huh. You're, you're a part of a greater community, a bigger mm-hmm. picture, and that translates over, and you'll see that at competitions, you know, yeah, you're competing oh, yeah. against a different person from a different gym, mm-hmm. but you'll high-five them at the end, and you're super stoked for them mm-hmm. and stuff, and so, again, it trickles from the top down, but I love that about CrossFit yeah. in this area, um, is that, yes, we're all competitive, but we all have each other's back, and we're all super chill, super cool with each other. Yeah. Um, Just and, genuine people, yeah. you know, who are in it because they love seeing people's lives change right exactly and I love that like I, I wrote little reviews on my personal blog just about my experiences in each in each of the CrossFit boxes um, and stayed positive like I wasn't like you know the online person who like <laughs> ah, you know, jerks over there you know like right. it's just no need for that and, and they weren't and, you know nobody that I met were, were jerks but one of the owners at the box at the last at a, a couple of competitions ago over at, at Talon came up and was like man, thanks for what you wrote like on your blog about my box. I mean, that was the nice thing anybody's ever written. And I was like, I truly loved being there. Right. And, and it's not the box that I ended up in. Right. Um, but the experience that I had there was so good that I yeah. couldn't help but want to tell people about it. Um, and, and, you know, it's just all kind of 
that culture, whether you know I'm traveling or, or here, and yeah, it's just it's just really neat. Well, I think but, too that that you know. If, you don't open a CrossFit gym to make money. <laughs> you don't coach at a CrossFit gym to make money. You do it because you're passionate about what you do. And I yeah. think having that common thread amongst all of the gym owners and, and coaches mm-hmm. uh, breeds that camaraderie between us because we know we put in the long... Like, I get up between 3 and 3.30 Monday through Friday every yeah. day. Yeah. Um, I coach almost every class at this gym. I have another coach, uh, Derek Brown, Coach DB, who does my Tuesday evening class because I'm also at school at MTSU. Oh, wow. And then my Saturday day class so I have some sort of a weekend yeah, yeah <laughs> but other sure. than that right now it, I'm a one man show but I have a great backing to, mm-hmm. to have that culture to support yeah. um, through my gym owners which I'm you know every day grateful for having this opportunity um, but again like you don't do this for the money you do it because you love what you're doing and yeah. having that like I said that common thread just adds more to that community aspect and, and building that rapport that's awesome and, yeah you know love and what you do and I think that's why we have such mad respect for each other mm-hmm. um, from coach to coach and owner to owners because you know why you're doing it yeah you know? absolutely absolutely so now you're day-to-day operating uh, Wilco um, mm-hmm. are you still doing some competitions are you still doing that so what happened was <laughs> 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 uh, I so all work, no fun. I don't All know. work, no fun. No. Um, so actually, leading up to, so I went on a bit. I'm, I'm going to throw my parents under the bus here. Great, uh, great. I'm sure they listened. Oh, absolutely yeah. right. Um, leading up to my vacation with my parents in October, um, I was killing it. I had never felt better. My tra- mm. I was doing two and three days. My training sessions felt great. My body composition was right where I wanted it. Um, I had signed up for Battle of the Barbells, which is a comp I try and do every every year. Yeah. Um, work was going great. Training was going great. Um, it was long hours, but again, like because of the support I have, it was working. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I, still better than potato chips. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was able to time manage well. Um, also, going to school. I'm going to school part time at MTSU. I'm getting my master's degree right now. Mm. Um, so pursuing that. What's that in? Uh, philosophy of science, which has nothing to do with my career field. But, yeah. Um, Seems like, like a normal progression, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, you lift barbells. Then, you know. um, it's my way of the other side of... So I, I'm i a Gemini, if that means anything. And I'm not like into astrology by any means. I mean, there's a new album out by Macklemore called it, Gemini. There you go. So, I mean, there's that. There's, there is, is that. that the I love Macklemore. It's absolutely the same. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. <laughs> um, but that duality, I've always found true in myself. Okay. So I need to exercise my mind just as much as I exercise my body to stay sane. So CrossFit mm. has that outlet for me physically, and yeah. then school has always been it for me mentally. So, because people always ask, like, what, why are you doing that? What are you going to use it for? Well, nothing. I just need it for me. Yeah. It's another thing that I do for myself. So anyways, all of this being said, <laughs> leading up to this vacation, life was golden. Yeah. I go to Cancun for a week. Uh, with my folks, um, tried to work out, but you're in Cancun, <laughs> where the drinks flow and, uh-huh. you know, Wrestling so sharks and stingrays, exactly, just working on my tan. Yeah. Um, so by the end of the trip, uh, I'd fallen off. <laughs> Needless to say, yeah. I dropped in at CrossFit Revolver, which was amazing, by the way, if you ever go to Cancun. Really? Yeah. Super cool gym. Super, super cool gym. Um... 
So I came back knowing, hey, you just basically took a week off and just flooded your system with bad food, but mm-hmm. you're on vacation. It's okay. That You deserve it, you know? Yeah. And it just kind of snowballed from there. (laughs) (laughs) I fell off the wagon and I never got back on. (laughs) So, um, but then like life kind of kicked me in the crotch a couple times. Um, I had to move uh, apartments suddenly. um, And that's ultimately why I had to pull out a battle of barbells Mm. is the dates were off and I thought I had an extra week and I didn't. I had to move the week of barbells. Oh, wow. Um, so that was disappointing. And then um, just, like, one thing after another. I had a lot of personal stuff going on as well. Um, and so, you know, you can't let your job slide. You can't let school slide. So the what ended up happening was my training slid because I don't – it's not paying my bills. You know, I don't yeah. – you know, if I get a workout in – or not doesn't change anything except for me personally. So I chose to sacrifice my training um, in order to make my adult life manageable, for lack of a better term. Sure. Um, But with that, I I mean, we just talked about my my seasonal potato chips. I I struggle immensely with the nutrition aspect. I always have. Okay. Luckily, I've been blessed with incredible genetics to where I don't really have to be hardcore on my nutrition nice. yeah um and i know what works for me because i've worked i mean i've worked with jamie free before and i've worked with um sloan ashworth and and uh like marissa reese and i've kind of picked brains of, of fellow crossfitters sure. and friends and nu- nutritionists i just um, smell cake and i gain a pound dude yeah. right <laughs> so i know and i've experimented enough over time to know what works for my body yeah. so i felt like when i was ready to jump back in i could do it um, but since I wasn't training, the last thing you want to do is go home and eat grilled chicken and veggies. So it turned into, I'm starting to feel bad about myself and how I look because I'm not training. So I'm just going to eat whatever and eat uh-huh. my feelings. Yeah. And that turned yeah. into Jet's Pizza and Mountain oh, Dew. Jet's and Pizza don't, is so dude, good. Dude, put crack in the crust, oh, I swear. Gosh. <laughs> um, uh, pizza is like my kryptonite. Dude, like, like oh. if I could get Jet sponsor me, like... <laughs> Um, I uh, I have a food lady, and she, uh, Jamie finally altered my plan at one point, uh-huh. and the macro count allowed me to have a cauliflower crust pizza that she makes oh, after, man. like, so long of not having pizza. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, the heavens have opened <laughs> no. and blessed my life, you know? Yes. And uh, so, like, every week I get, a, I get a few pizzas, and I'm like, yeah. yes. That's amazing. Winning. Well, pizza's, like, a huge kryptonite for me. Oh, like, my gosh. I could eat pizza all day, every day. Oh, yeah. Um, that Mexican food? Oh, my gosh, yes. All day, every day. So good. So good. So... All this being said, here we are seven weeks out from my vacation. Yeah. I, and uh, people can say whatever, but I have stepped on a scale, so I know. I have gained 15 pounds in seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, my nutrition has been horrible. Like, compl- I, I'm, I'm talking like, I'm eating like I did in high school. Like, oh, yeah. Snickers and Mountain Dew for lunch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, well, they really satisfy you, though. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> But it has been, it's kind of been bittersweet though, because a part of me is like, a part of me is beating myself up because it's like, you're better than this and you know you're better than this and don't let this beat you and don't let this consume you. You've got to get your butt back in the gym and start back on the path that you've chosen for yourself that you want. Yeah. Um, 
But at the same time, too, it's like you've been hitting it so hard for so long. Maybe this is the reset your body needs. Yeah. Maybe it's okay that you're letting yourself go a little bit and, you know, not making the best food choices and not, you know, hitting a workout every single day like you are doing two days and three days like I was. Yeah. Um, because let's be honest, like we all get burnt out. We all get to that point where we're like, I don't even want to look at a barbell, you know? Uh-huh. And, but I think, you know, and I, for a while there was preaching that whole, you know, feed your why thing. Um, and I think you have to keep reminding yourself and revisiting that, like why you started. And it's okay to fall off the wagon. It's okay to give yourself some grace and leniency, but just know why you started so you can get back on it. Yeah. And that's actually what I've been struggling with lately. Um, and on the flip side of that too, I always hear people that are like, oh, but you're a gym coach. Like you can work out all day, every day. And you yeah. can, you know, you have all that. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like any yeah, other absolutely. job. You go and you do your work, and sometimes the last thing you want to do is stick around and hit a workout because you're already at the gym all yeah. day long. Well, and and I think people who don't exercise regularly or aren't in the um, like world of pushing yourself and how much individual drive it takes right. are unaware of how difficult it is to motivate yourself after motivating so many other people. Exactly. You know, like you've given your all to pour into people and at the end of the day and you go, I need to do this, but like I'm kind of emotionally exhausted. And that's a very, very valid point. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a lot of thing, a lot, that's one thing a lot of people miss is, you know, you come in and work out for an hour and leave and you only see your coach for that hour. Uh We're here from, you know, open to close and we have to be on and it's so much FaceTime and so much energy and it's, you know, go, 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 go. And so, yeah, you don't have anything left for yourself at the end because you're giving so much to everybody else Mm -hmm. in a good way because it's what you want to do. But yeah, it's exhausting. You get, you, you know, get to the end of the day, you go home, and the last thing I want to do is like meal prep, or the last yeah. thing I want to do is, like you said, stick around and work yeah. out by myself, you know, uh-huh. or, you know, just self motivate is a whole other level of coaching that you have to bring yourself to. Um, which, you know, you have your training partners and you have, you know, the people you can rely on, but some, like, there's days a lot lately. I usually train from like 1245 to 3. Mm hmm. I haven't been able to hit that, you know, so I yeah. don't have, and that's when my training partners come in, but, uh, you know, I haven't been able to hit it with them, so then I have to take it upon myself to find time to work out, and like mm-hmm. you said, it's hard to self-motivate by the end of the it's day. It's tough. I mean, if you're I mean, if you're not a professional athlete yeah. who's out there, depending on sponsorships, you know, exactly. like, having that drive, like, I have a home gym now since we moved, and, um, like, I can make my 5 a.m. class every single day of the week, mm-hmm. you know, like, and the 8 o'clock Saturday is so weird for me, but, but nonetheless, <laughs> like, I can do it every day. But my, like, real job, like, what I, what I get paid to do is always in front of people, always on, all, you know, so it's like what you're talking about. Yeah. And, like, you get home, and you're just like, man, I'm, I'm exhausted. Like, I need time to not deal with people. Yes. But then I come home to, like, a house full of girls, because I have <laughs> daughters and, and a wife, and, like, and then it's that, and then... And, but but I'm like I'm just done, and yeah. so like I look at I look outside my my garage, and I'm like, yeah, they're still out there. Mm-hmm. Those weights mm-hmm. <laughs> looks good. And, like, you know? <laughs> yes. and there's some nights that I'm so like just yeah, you know, amped up. I got to get out there, but yeah. but it's hard, you know. It, it and, really and you get is. in that cycle that that you you kind of touched on, which totally resonated with me of of just being in your life where all of a sudden you've broken out of your consistency and, mm-hmm. and like the pace of, um, this is my food. This is, you know, and, yeah. and all of a sudden you're off track and you're like all oh, the hell with it. Like, I know, I know what I need to do, but mm-hmm. like, 
I'm not there right, right now. And so, you know, I'm, I don't have any food in the house. I hadn't been to Kroger's. You know, I hadn't done my thing. So jets can deliver. Exactly. Or, or China, exactly. number one, can get up here pretty quick. You, you, you know, <laughs> like, like you, you got all those things. And, and, and all of a sudden, you, you like put your head out of, out of the sand and all of a sudden it's like a week or two or seven later Dude. and you're going what the hell yes. happened it adds up so quick and the eye opener for me um like this this honestly couldn't have come at a better time so, so i'm not a person that steps on the scale like the yeah. number on the scale means nothing to me mm-hmm. i base how my i base how i feel and what i eat off of how i perform mm-hmm. i don't care if i can't see my abs if i'm you know lifting the best that i can and i'm proficient in my workouts and i'm still seeing progress yeah i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing I'd rather be fluffy than and, and perform well than be shredded because mm-hmm. I know what it takes for me to get to that point and um, just be like calorically exhausted by the end of my workout. So I know where kind of um, that range to play with, but yeah. I also know where I sit body weight wise normally. Yeah, I'm normally you know right around like 140, 145. Mm-hmm. So Sunday, I just happened to step on a scale. I don't even own a scale. I don't even know. I was at some gym, and I stepped on a scale, and it read 160. And I haven't been 160 in over 10 years. Yeah. So that, to me, it took that number slapping me in the face to make me realize, look, you've given yourself enough time and enough grace, like, on this hiatus. It's time to get back to work. So what do you Um, think made you go that way as opposed to, oh, I'm done, like, because I, it goes back to, I know I'm better than that. I'm not a quitter. Yeah. And I know the goals that I set out for myself. And I know that if I continue down the path that I have been for the next seven weeks, I'm not going to achieve those goals. Yeah. And I will regret that more than anything else that I've done thus far. So what was your next step? You see the number. Yeah. You go, oh, hell no, I'm better than this. And like. So what is your next step? Was it was it like I'm going home and meal prepping for the next three hours? And like, so, like, what did you do next? So I get work. I get food from Paleo Works every week. Okay. So that helps. Yeah. Um, but I also do my own meal prep. But I haven't, obviously. Yeah. Um, I kid you not. I went home and I completely threw out everything in my fridge because it was, you know. Oh my god! I'm about to open up this hole. <laughs> I'm about to really air out my dirty laundry here. I feel like I keep setting you up on accident. I don't. I don't mean to. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Um, you know, I had you know pizza and and breadsticks and cookies and brownies. Like I, when I fall off, I fall off hard. Yeah, I mean you might as well do it right. Exactly. Right? Like I'm an all in or nothing person. Like I, I, I've legit drove I'm in all the way to Cookville for Ralph's Donuts and back, and that's an hour and a half drive just so I can Is have donuts. No, don't don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Just keep going. It's totally right. What else did you throw out Everyone that I knows want? About um, but yeah, I completely... So I'm the type of person, again, I'm all in or nothing. I, I don't know moderation. If, I, if it's in the house, I'll eat the whole container. Like yeah. Oreos. I can't have just one or two. I'll eat the whole freaking carton in one sitting. Oh, yeah. So I can't even have it in the apartment. And it got it had gotten to the point where, you know, you, you've, like I said, you eat your feelings. And you'll grab one thing. And then you'll grab another thing. Mm-hmm. And, then you'll grab, and yeah. before you know it, it's all over the yeah. house. So I completely purged my fridge and my cabinets, start over from square one. I reached out to uh, a couple of my nutrition friends and I said, look, I need help. That was the second step um, because I know I struggle with accountability, obviously. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I need that accountability factor. So I reached out to like three or four different friends who are nutritionists and I said, hey, look, this is where I'm at. 
I don't like need a specific meal plan from you. What I need is just that friendship outreach. Like, hey, how you doing today? What did you eat today? You know, yeah. and if you have any suggestions, like, should I do a juice cleanse or should you know? Because uh-huh. I've never been this far off yeah. the path before. So just picking their brains and utilizing that as a, as a resource, mm-hmm. which again goes back to the coolness of our CrossFit community. I have these resources I yeah. can reach out to and be like, hey man, kind of fell off the wagon here. Can you yeah. help me get back on track? So let me slow roll this even more a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> so reality hits, you punch the restart button. Yes. I mean, like you went, Hardcore. you went crazy throwing everything out. Yes. Like, you know, um, how, how, did you call someone? Does, does that make does that, does that question make sense? Like, and, and I'll give you why I'm asking that. So, for me, and I know other people, like I don't know how to ask for help. Okay, that's common. Super so, common. how did you call someone? Like, how did how how were you able to ask for help? Um, and for I, instance, like like I'm, I check in with Jamie. You know, right. I, I work with Jamie Free. Does all my food programming. You know here. Right. I think I said something about, you know, he writes the songs and, you know, I, I try to play them. And, and so, it's uh, so like there's been times mm-hmm. over the last, over a year now that I've been working with him um, that he's like, why didn't you just call me? Right. And and I just go, I don't know. Mainly because I, what do I say? Like, do I, how do you even do that? And and what's what's funny um, is that I have other friends that are the same way, mm-hmm. that, that when it comes down to it, I would love to ask for help. Right. I have no idea how to do that. So, and I could be chastised for saying this by several people, but I do not believe in anyone. I don't believe in the notion of being self-made. Everyone needs help at some time. Yeah. Everyone, you're, you're going to fail if you try and do everything by yourself. And mm-hmm. I learned that very early on that... I am a, I'm notorious for biting off more than I can chew. And yeah. I always get in the situation where I'm overwhelmed, I'm at the end of my rope, burning the candle at both ends, and I just have a breakdown. Yeah. I've been through that too many times that I don't want to do that again. Mm. And the only way to prevent myself from getting to that point is asking for help in my time of need. Yeah. And I don't feel like there's any... I, I don't look at it as like, oh, I'm embarrassed to ask or I'm a failure for asking for help. If anything, mm-hmm. I'm helping myself down the path that I've set yeah. by asking for help. Um, and I reach out to the people that I know and I trust and that, that I've you know made connections with before and, and I know have my best interest in mind, just like I have theirs. Uh-huh. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to going back to that, why did you start? Like, feed your why. Like, it, you know, I set certain goals for myself. We're all human. We're going to deter from that every now and then. But, you know, knowing that it's okay to ask for help and reach out to people is going to be your biggest benefit in pursuing your goals and aspirations. Because, like I said, I don't believe that anyone is self-made. You had yeah. help from someone at some point in time to get you where you are. Oh, yeah. And I have a whole team. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's up to you. It's like, how bad do you want it? Like, are you... So, for me... Stepping on that scale, slap, having that number slap me in the face made me realize I'm so far off from what I had set for myself. Like, yeah. I want that back. I want. I, I, I found that fire and drive again, and I'm like, all right, what do I need to do to make this happen? I know I'm not accountable enough to myself, so the next obvious step mm-hmm. is to, all right, I need to ask people that are more knowledgeable than me. So what do you ask for? Like, what's, what's the question? Like, you, you, you dial the phone, <laughs> so, and they answer, and you're like... 
hey. Well, and it, so I'm an open book too. Like I, I, I don't hold back because I, I feel like the more that I can share my life experiences with other people, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you always you always have something to give other people like knowledge yeah. base wise and, and you have things to learn from others mm-hmm. so why keep it to yourself type yeah. thing um, but so the first honestly the first the first people I really reached out to uh, was Haven who's in Barcelona but she's my old training partner she's studying abroad in Barcelona wow you called um, Barcelona well we we message on Whoa. different social media yeah. platforms um, that's really reaching out and touching someone but right? yeah like she, I'm going worldwide on this worldwide. one <laughs> <laughs> you um so I reached out to her and I was like, girl, yeah. <laughs> um, I just stepped on the scale and this is what it said, OMG. Yeah. And so um, that was just to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, I also reached out to, uh, so Haven's one of my best friends. Jill's another best friend of mine. She used to be here. She lives in Australia now. She moved there about two, three years ago. Um, she had gone through a lot um, as far as her nutrition goes when yeah. she was here and trying to find what works for her. Um, so I know I knew she could sympathize with me a little bit on um, struggling with getting back on track. Yeah. Not that she ever fell off track, but her, what her issue was was trying to find what worked for her. Yeah. So she did a lot of trial and error with nutrition stuff. Um, so she knows the hard, mm-hmm. the, the time and effort it's going to take to get back into it. So I reached out to her as well, partially for that, but mostly because she's another you know close friend of mine. Um, and then the other person I reached out to was Marissa Reese, <clears throat> who's yet again another good friend of mine, but she had just gone through her nutrition stuff. Yeah. What and country so, was she in? She, <laughs> We've got Australia, we got Barcelona. <laughs> right. Where? Uh, she's local. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Fortunately. Um, so I saw this as an opportunity for um, us to kind of help each other out because yeah. she yeah. is um, either just finished school or still going to school but she has her nutrition certifications oh cool um and I figured why not use me as a guinea pig like I'm you know I'm struggling like I am obviously very far off the wagon um so I reached out to her and was like hey maybe you can use me as a guinea pig because I need to get back on track so if there's anything you want to try so I met with her we talked about doing a juice cleanse um which I didn't do yeah yeah (laughs) again it's that accountability thing um but that's what got the ball rolling to... Is that like with the uh, cayenne peppers and like the vinegar and the juices? And it was like beets and stuff. And I was like, oh, wow. a huge long list. Um, she had me until... And Seems I don't intense. know if this is appropriate or not, but she had me until she said, you might experience some loose stool. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, so I can't squat for three yeah, days. Sweet. Great. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that seems like job fun. prohibitive right. to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, woo. Uh, but that's what got the ball rolling. Yeah. And inspired me to get back on it because you know I know what Jill has fought through to get to where she's at I know Haven knows where I came from and has seen me through my ups and downs as a training partner and then Marissa having the faith and confidence in me to follow through with all this stuff and then seeing how excited she got talking about nutrition mm-hmm. like reignited my fire to get back on track with my own training yeah. so I guess when I reach out for help in that sense I am also looking to be re-inspired mm-hmm. and, and I feed off of other people in that sense Absolutely, like if you're yeah. passionate about something and I see that in you mm-hmm. like of course it's going to reignite my fire yeah um, 
So thank you, ladies. I love you. <laughs> um, so what I heard was the prospect of loose stool got you back on yes, the track of exactly, eating. Yeah, exactly. that's great. So nutrition is out there. That's what you need to tell your clients. <laughs> you can either eat right or, or you can, you can have do a this thing and, yeah. Yeah, and have loose stool. That sounds um, great. But then, you know, I also reached out to my training partners here at the gym, too. And, and you know, they, they've always been great about, you know, getting me back in the gym. Mm-hmm. I'll give text messages or whatever. Or, you know, they'll send me times or numbers to be, you know, just the, the, yeah. the yeah. fun banter back and forth. Yeah. Um, I found that when I start self-isolating mm-hmm. in, in ways um, that I realize destruction is, like, coming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, and so inevitably in looking back and kind of thinking about, you know, my life, but it's, it's at those points where I don't know how to call people for help. Like I was just saying, Mm -hmm. because I've self-isolated myself, Mm -hmm. like I've put myself so far removed around the people that have already like committed to this relationship. Like, like like we're all in and I've like distanced myself. There was one month I avoided Jamie for the entire month (laughs) and he was coaching me twice a week. Like <laughs> at the end of the month, he was like, "You know, um, I'm surprised he let you get away with that." Are are we, are we gonna meet? Right. And, I, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure. uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get on that." Yeah. Um, so. But I think that's that's an, another important factor too is like when you do reach out, don't start with like strangers. Don't yeah. go to like some random nutritionist you found on Google, or don't mm-hmm. you know? Because that's. At least for me, I never found success in that. I would reach out to those closest to me who mm-hmm. know me, know my my journey and my path that I've taken. Yeah, know what my goals that I've set for myself are, and because that's going to go back to that accountability aspect. Mm-hmm. Because they know who you are. They've they've known the hard work that you've put in. Yeah, they've allowed you a little leeway when you've fallen off. But when you do reach out for help, it should be someone that you know has your back. Yeah. And I think that's what CrossFit again, going back mm-hmm. to that community aspect, is all about. Yeah. So. It, I mean, it's a good reminder, you know, especially it, each person pro- probably has, has people in their corner, you mm-hmm. know, like they have, you know, the, the wagons have been circled around you this whole time and whether or not <laughs> you use them or not is, is up to you. But, um, it seems like in those times of like great trial or just like frustration and you're trying to get back on, but you don't want to be honest about what has happened, Right. that it's so hard to make that transition, but you got to. I mean, you got to pony up and do it, right? Well, and that's a good point, too, is being honest with yourself yeah. as well as those that you're reaching out for help. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, again, going back to Marissa, who's the first, like, nutritionist person that I spoke with. Um, she's like, well, I'm going to want to know what you ate. And that... <laughs> yeah, that's where you're like, uh... <laughs> uh but Can you, I just send you the menus? Right. <laughs> Call delivery dudes. They have my profile online. It's saved. <laughs> they have my whole week planned. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that, you know, you've got to be honest with yourself. And you've yeah. got to be honest with those that you're asking help from. Or else it's a moot point. You're yeah. not going to get anywhere with it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, sometimes it takes that that slap in the face to to really wake you up. And, and I mean, I've fallen off before, yeah, but not to this extent. Um, so again, it's just being honest and open with yourself and realizing, hey, if, mm-hmm. if these are the goals that you've actually set for yourself, like how serious are you about them? Then yeah. if this is what you're doing, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so well, it was good to see, and I saw that post on. On, on the Insta, I guess, where the you were IG. like, you know, like I'm back, you know, or, or whatever. And I was like, 
wonder where she went. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, I mean, that's, it's, it's terrible for you, but like, it's great to hear like someone like you who is someone that people look up to and go, oh man, she is fit. She can do things. It's amazing. And even that, you know, like you're still mortal. Like, you, right. you know, <laughs> well, like, very much so. there are things that are still a struggle. Like that's, yes. that's helpful to someone like me, you know, who, uh, who constantly writes about like, you know, I'm, I'm open book all the time. Like, you know, just being like, this was a struggle this week, you know? Right. And, and, um, it, it feels good to know that there are what I would say, like super fit people that, that still have those struggles, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like that, that feels good because it, it makes me not feel like I'm an isolated Island right. in this struggle that no one else has. Well, that's, you know? that's one thing. Well, and I, like, love hate I have a love hate relationship with social media I think it can be a great avenue but at the same time it's it's fake you know yeah. it's fake you know you only post the good stuff and mm-hmm. the the filtered pictures and the you know happy life but I try my best to just be real and raw like if I'm having yeah. a bad day I'll post it if I drop a few f-bombs in it I will yeah. that's who I am sure um and so I think it's important that you know follow those people you know online that that you look up to and that are role models but also understand that we're all human and mm-hmm. we all you know whether or not they choose to share that with you is different yeah. but sure that's kind of one thing that i try and not pride myself on but uh, you know like i said if i've post horrible lists before and made fun of myself you know <laughs> it's it, you know you you have to be real and you have to you yeah. know make that connection so yeah we're all we're all yeah struggling with the well, same stuff and it's so helpful <laughs> it's so helpful to hear it you know and, and to hear somebody who's willing to be honest about it mm-hmm. as, as opposed to just kind of skirt it right and go yeah you know i struggle with food too but um anyways so back to right. <laughs> you know like oh i had a cheat meal today okay. i put ranch on my salad i'm like yeah. girl you don't even know what a cheat meal is <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like, let's be real yeah so. yeah yeah but yeah there's a uh, there's there's a thing that Jamie and I are going to have to talk about soon, but uh, by the time this airs, it would have already been talked about, <laughs> but uh, had an off night. Ooh. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of moving is meeting neighbors, and they bring Absolutely. really glorious things over. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, the, the next day, there was none of that glorious stuff left. And oh, no. <laughs> kids had some, though. <laughs> kids, kids had a lot more than they thought they remembered. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> Playing kids. Playing but, but, yeah, it's, it's good, yeah. That's that's fantastic. So here's 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 the next transition. This is gonna be an awkward transition, you know, because I'm not in news, so I can't make the turn. But you're talking about lifting. Yes. And you're talking about uh, you, you know putting bad lifts, and make fun of yourself, or, or good lifts, or, or whatever, um, or, or PRs. You know, everybody hits PRs. It seems like that's the only lifts they do apparently on social right. media. Right. That's the only one that um, is IG worthy apparently. <laughs> that's right. But uh, you you have a very unique setup when you lift, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I warned you I would bring this up. But, yes. Um, but to, to describe, if you have not not seen this on, on the social media, is uh, <laughs> it's kind of like this straight armed, what I, what I would say lovingly, like a Frankenstein walk. Like uh-huh. if you're going to do Frankenstein, you would put your arms out like this, and, and like there's this moments of breath, and then and then you go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you can you tell us what, what that about yeah um so anyone who's you know kind of dabbled in the field of lifting knows that um it's pretty much said from the start that you should address the bar the same way every single time um and that just programs that you know good muscle memory and you know your start setup and you know all that fun stuff whether it's you know a clean or like a back squat being pulled from the rack 
So I have specific setups for each of my lifts, um, and they all kind of help remind me before I even touch the bar of what I what it is I'm about to do. Um, and it's also a way for myself to get hyped. So, like, the, the video you're talking about was my clean video I posted, like, a day or two ago. Um, so, yeah, I do the little spirit fingers out in front. Um, yeah, I feel like that was different, though. I don't think I remember the spirit so, fingers before. But, yeah, I do. Yeah, the, so the arms out in front. There's yes. one I posted a couple days ago. Lisa from Paleo Works actually commented on my, my jazz hands. Yes. Um, and that was actually, I don't normally do that. Yeah. That was just something that day. Um and to be completely honest, it's because I, so I felt like a really creeper that I noticed that that was different, and I just that, said that. Like all of a sudden, I'm thinking <laughs> like, about my comment, and I'm like, that sounded really sketchy. Stalker. Yeah, yeah. Awkward. Um, so, just not to go too far off track, but to rewind a little bit. Um, a few years back, I let my ego get in the way, mm. and I suffered an injury from CrossFit. Um, but it, it was. My, it wasn't CrossFit that hurt me. It was me being a stupid athlete. Yeah. I was doing something that I had no business doing mm-hmm. because my ego was in the way. And because of it, I ended up injuring myself. And to this day, I still have permanent nerve damage in, on the whole right side of my arm. Huh. So it flares up on me every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, so the spirit fingers were actually just to kind of shake yeah. the... the, the weird feelings that I get in my arm sometimes uh-huh. um, just to kind of shake it out before I grab the bar huh. to kind of reset it. Yeah. Um, but, yes, the Frankenstein arm. So <laughs> I do it on my deadlifts. I do it on my cleans. I don't do it on my snatches. Um, but it's primarily because of the bar setup. When yeah. I do go forward to touch the bar, uh-huh. um, I have horrible posture. And so my, my thoracic spine tends to round quite a bit, a bit, or it used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Frankenstein arms, you, you see, it originally came from the deadlift. I transitioned it over to my clean and it's just to help me remind to keep my shoulders down yeah. and back and engaged yeah. when I approach the bar and uh-huh. touch it. Um, because that's I, an intentional movement too. Like exactly, when you, yes. when you set up, I noticed yeah. you want tension on the bar when you start. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's just a personal coaching cue that I give myself to know that, all right, it's go time. Yeah. Engage your lats, engage your scaps, keep tension on the bar and then approach it. Mm. So that's, that's where the Frankenstein yeah. run comes from. Um, I actually posted one a few, like a year or two back of my back squat and I do the same thing. Um, I, I always set my grip. I take a few breaths. I take a few seconds. I almost always do some kind of, whether my eyes are open or closed, I do some kind of, uh, it's not really a meditative thing, but I, I do my self-talk. Mm-hmm. Um, like a mantra of some kind? Like yeah, well, it's not like a, you are the best athlete ever, and you are <laughs> you going to make and this. You beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> this will be exactly. great. This you is will post this worried. later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, make it count so we can post count. it. <laughs> uh, for, so this, again, stems back to um, my confidence issues going into CrossFit. Mm. Um, I'm my own worst enemy, as I think a lot of us are, especially as athletes, because we have that drive to become better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always struggled with set, this negative self-talk. So, you know, you can't do this or why are you doing this? You know, all those, just the negative crap that goes through your head. Or even that seems a little heavy today. Right, right. Or, you know, you know, my legs just feel tired. I I Mm -hmm. don't want to be here. You know, that kind of stuff. Already starting to lay out excuses. Exactly, exactly. Gosh. I think one piece that a lot of athletes miss 
is how important your mental game is as well as your physical game. Mm -hmm. And not to bring him up yet again, but um, Jamie Free is the one that kind of introduced me to that. And he gave me a couple books, recommend a couple books to read Mind Game. Um, And I was reading through those and I never understood or I guess undervalued how much your mental state matters. Oh, yeah. Because I never really thought about it. And it's I don't a think a lot of us do. deficit for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, we know we talk to ourselves, yeah. but we don't know what effect that has on our on our workouts. Oh, yeah. So when I would, you know, approach a bar or, or you know, go for a workout, you know, I, I, all these things would be running through my, oh, I didn't get enough sleep last night, or I should have eaten this, or I didn't eat enough, or, uh-huh. uh, you know, like, oh, everyone's watching me. What if I miss this lift and they all think I'm stupid, or, you know, I should yeah. be doing, you know, yeah. all this negative self-talk, just, you have so much of that going in your mind, you, there's no room for actually mm-hmm. focusing on the task at hand. Yeah. So what I've started to implement in all of my, whether it's a lift, whether it's right before I start a workout... I'll give myself two or three cues to think about mm-hmm. something that I specifically need to work on for myself in a positive note. Yeah. So like on my lifts, I'm notorious as, as the barbell gets heavy, I don't finish the pull, sure. which is a super common Olympic lifting uh, cue, yeah. finish the pull. Um, or, you know, dive under the bar or fast elbows or, you know, mm-hmm. hips. So what I do is as I'm warming up, I identify what is feeling off for that day, whether it's, you know, you're not hitting triple extension or if it's like a back squat, like, you know, you're letting your chest come forward too much. Mm -hmm. You're not sitting back in your Mm -hmm. heels. So as I'm warming up, I'm listening to my body. I'm listening to what it's telling me for that day and how it's feeling. And I then come up with two to three cues that I need to focus on for that day. Turn that potential negative into a positive. Exactly. And it's not, you're not finishing the pull. It's finish the pull. Yeah. Or it's, you know, you're not locking the elbows out. It's mm-hmm. punch to the ceiling, like on a right. snatch. So it's not... Finish the pull, punch the ceiling. Right, yeah. exactly. And and some of my videos, you can actually see my mouth, like, there's a pull punch. And it looks like I'm talking about... I am talking to myself. Yeah, um, I do it all the time. But I repeat it so many times to where there's no room for anything else to enter my brain except for those cues. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, gosh, yeah. And it's just... And so there's times, like, uh, again, going back to some of my videos, I'll stand there for a second in almost like complete stillness and that's all I'm doing is focusing on the task at hand and those Mm -hmm. cues and then I go for it. There's no interim between the last thought and touching the bar or, you know, starting the workout even. Um, And that, that I implemented that back over the summer and I really attribute that to the level of athlete that I got to, again, before my Cancun experience, <laughs> my hiatus, because um, I was feeling the best I'd ever felt. I had a 200-pound split jerk, yeah. and that was a PR for me, uh-huh. and I never thought that that would be possible. Um, I hit that the day before I left for Cancun, but it, it just re-solidifies to me how important your mental game is. Mm-hmm. You can come in here and destroy it day in and day out, four or five hours a day. Yeah. But if your mind isn't right, you're not going to, you're going to plateau just like anything else. Yeah. Um, you have to have your entire being centered and focused on the task at hand or you're not going to progress. Um, I love that. that. That's incredible. I, uh, man, I just, yeah, my mental game sucks sometimes. <laughs> and so like I would, I would do in my old box. We would have barbell a few times a week, and I would go to that in addition to, to my normal morning things. Um, and we'd have so much time during lifts. I would never practice lifting mentally. Like, mm-hmm. and so like I would be thinking about like, what are my girls doing? Like, I wonder what homework they're you know going to need to help mm-hmm. with tonight, or you know, and, and all these things. What 
that or have to do with work or, or anything. And then I'd go, oh, it's my turn to lift. And, you know, I'd walk up and there and lift. Go, yeah. And so recently the mental deficiency has been on, on the clean. Mm-hmm. And so for my clean, it's complete mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. And so we can do front squats. I can front squat way more than I can clean. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we could even do like overhead squats, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I could do more than that, you know, and clean. I could, I could do anything, anything besides clean, clean. <laughs> weights. And, and it's all because one night I caught my left elbow on my knee. Ooh. And, and my wrist like kind of cracked and it hurt. Right. Like it wasn't broken. It wasn't, you know, anything debilitating. Like I didn't, you know, like, oh, can I get a tourniquet? You know, like, but it hurt. Right. And ever since then, all I can think about when the bar gets heavy is 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 my wrist yes. and i'm like don't watch your knee watch yes. your knee you know it, and it's not positive mm-hmm. exactly. it's completely negative you like, gotta rewire watch your knee. you're yeah. gonna hurt yourself and so you hear that a lot you with people on box that. jumps that biff it and buster shin open on box jumps they never want to do box jump again yeah that's not the solution <laughs> yeah what okay so yeah i mean i got that tattoo yeah and, there you go and, and like uh <laughs> but but like that that for some reason was was a non-issue except when it came to moving to a 30 inch box jump which I had just gotten. Nice. Because nice. mentally, I was like, I'm not risking doing that thing to my shin again. Right. Um, but I know I can hit the other box jumps. Like, mm-hmm. I've done it. I just messed up that one day. I got tired in the middle of the wad, hurt, and still finished. Right. Um, <laughs> bleeding all over my shoe. Who cares? You yeah. um, Cross the way. Like, but, like, then we'd practice, like, box jumps. Like, okay, turn it up 30. I'd be like, no. No. It's like I was mentally, I'd, I'd be on the box, like, rocking back and forth, just being like, come on, come on, you can do this. You find know you can place. do this. Find you know find this. Place. And, uh, and so finally at my home gym, I was like, okay, I'm ordering a soft box. There you go. You know, not the wooden ones. Maybe that'll push me through mentally. Mm-hmm. And so it had been sitting there for a few weeks since we moved in and uh, had a friend over and his kids and and so all the kids were kind of running around the garage because he wanted to see my, my setup in there. And so he was like, oh, this is a cool box. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's for box jumps. I got it. So maybe, like, I can maybe get the nerve to practice, right. you know, 30-inch. And so he was like, oh, cool. Can I jump on it? I was like, yeah. I mean, you know, that's what it's here for. And so he does 20-inch box jump. And he's like, okay, cool. And I was like, just rotate it. And he, he does, you know, 24. Um, and, and he was like, oh, that's pretty easy. And I was like, see if you can do 30. It's like I set it up on the end. And I was like, it's a little wobbly, you know, but, uh-huh. but you'll be all right. And, and he did it. And I was like, well, dang. You didn't work out at all. Like, that sucks. <laughs> and so the next night, I was out there in my garage. And I was like, I mean, he did it. And, man, dadgummit. Like, it's like I got it. And I was like, oh, are you yeah. kidding me? And I, like, videoed and put it on, you know, and did it again. That's awesome. Um, felt cool. so great about that. Uh, but but instead of just simply changing my mental yeah. conversation that I'm having, it would have saved me, you know, buying a soft box. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> would have saved me this whole whole traumatic thing that I went through, and having to have my friend who never does box jumps do a thirty inch box jump and me to just nail it. Yeah. Well, that yeah. so and that's a important <sighs> aspect too. I think. Um, either watching someone else do it or for me it's the visualization factor of watching myself do it in my mm-hmm. in my mind so when I'm getting ready to attack a, a workout or a lift or whatever while I'm telling myself those coaching cues I'm also visualizing myself doing it successfully mm, yeah and that's yeah. a big thing too because if you dwell on the things that you can't do yeah when you visualize it that's going to carry over into that so mm-hmm. visualizing yourself achieving it 
correctly um, with the co- the cues that you're telling yourself. Uh, again, and this is just personal experience, has been a huge game changer for me. Yeah, um, I'm huge on visualization. Huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge. Um, yeah, the power of the mind is crazy when it comes to yeah, and it, and it goes me. into some of your why as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like in, in leadership, you want you want to visualize where you want to be. Right. You know, whatever is it that you're, you're wanting, which turns into a why, but um, but I could see where that would go into lifting, where you mm-hmm. go, well, this is what I want to be. I want to break, you know, 300 over right. the next year. And so that's that's my why. I want to practice this and continue to work toward it, and I can visualize it. You know, it's, I mean, it's really smart. I, I never thought about yeah. kind of applying that in that way. Um, and it's just eliminating that self-doubt, because there are two times in the last year that I knew I was going to hit a PR. I woke up that morning. One was for when I hit um, my snatch PR, which is 150 pounds, uh-huh. and then my 200-pound split jerk. Both mornings, and I can't explain it, but yeah. both mornings I woke up, I looked at the workout, and You're I was there. like, I'm going to hit 150 for that snatch. Because yeah. it was like, build to a heavy snatch. Uh-huh. Same thing on the split jerk. I was like, I'm going to hit 200 today. Yes. And just having that mindset uh-huh. from the minute I woke up to the minute I actually achieved it, there yeah. was never any doubt at any point. I never let that creep in my mind. Mm. Well... You don't know how it's going to feel. Well, yeah. you never even come close to that number. Well, you know, yeah. you have to do all this before you even get to that lift. Didn't even factor in. Like, yeah. all I was hyper-focused on was that number. Of, this is going to happen today. Yeah. And it did. I love that. And yeah. so it's, you know, you really got to set yourself up. You have to take responsibility in setting yourself uh-huh. up for success in that aspect or you're going to plateau. Because I, I have so many athletes that are like, I just can't do this. I'm like, well, first of all, you need to eliminate can't from your vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I learned from my dad um, growing up. Whenever us kids would say, I can't do something, and it still stays with me to this day. He's like, it's not that you can't. You just haven't figured out how to yet. Sure. Yeah. And just reframing that mindset from an early age, mm-hmm. you know, I wish it would have carried over a little bit more. Like going back to that self-confidence. <laughs> but, but finally yeah. at 33, it's clicking, you know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think that's that's something that a lot of athletes, I think. But I think, too, that comes from a coaching standpoint, too, because we don't really educate our athletes on that. We don't mm-hmm. really talk about the mental game. Again, you know, you come in for an hour class. You got to fit in a warm up, a workout, yeah. sometimes a cool down. So, um, it, you know, accessory work, yeah. right? <laughs> not get anyone hurt. Yeah, little um, things like that. So, those are the kind of pieces and elements that I wish we had more time to incorporate. And I try and incorporate mm-hmm. with my athletes, but it's hard to like. How do you? How do you really discuss? You know, the mental game with athletes when you only have an hour with mm-hmm. them. You know, but do you think that's why some? I've seen I'm seeing a trend of CrossFit boxes moving towards uh, incorporating yoga mm-hmm. into their and not necessarily Ramwad but like full blown like yoga like we have and class yeah. and yoga class. Do you think that that might be trying boxes trying to address the the mental game issue of centering and focusing? I mean, sure, it, there's also a wellness yeah. of the body, but it's a lot of mental. Um, capacity being grown in the midst of that as well. I can't, I mean, again, I can only speak from my experience. We did yeah. have a yoga class at my old gym, and then here we're starting to incorporate Womrod Wom- Wom- <laughs> <laughs> as a cool-down factor. I think most people see that as um, something that will increase their mobility and flexibility. Yeah. Well, yeah, it absolutely um, does, yeah. Yeah, and, and help with recovery because mm-hmm. you're stretching. I don't know that a lot of people view it as gaining mental strength okay. which I yeah. agree with you that you that it is you, it can be used for that mm-hmm. sense but I don't think it's positioned to athletes in that sense because a lot of yeah. athletes don't even 
want to do Ramwad or yoga. Yeah. They don't see the benefit. They're like, why well, can I just stretch on my own? I remember a few years ago, like when we started, we, we went like a whole month at the box that I was at. Um, the, the coaching and the owners were really neat. Like they would, they would dive into different kinds of strategies and learning and different things and they would incorporate that and we would just hit it hard for like a month mm-hmm. of programming. And I remember starting Ramwad a few years back and everybody's like, oh, man, I'm, I mean, I'm paying a lot of money to come here and, and lift. And, like, we're stretching. Right. Like, we're doing yoga here. But then at the end of that month, um, almost everybody had a Ramwad subscription. Yeah. And we're doing it at home because they realized that their lifts were getting the stronger. Their mobility it. was, yes. like, making huge progress. I still can't do that stupid saddle forever. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. Well, and I think, too, it puts you... So us CrossFitters are notorious for being, like, go, 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 go mm-hmm. type people. Yeah. And it forces you, at least for me, it forces me in a state of discomfort. I don't like sitting still. I don't yeah. like holding poses for, you know, minutes on end. And not that all yoga is like that or all Ramwads are like that. But I think it it challenges you in a different way as mm-hmm. an athlete. Like, all right, can you hold this... It, it's not necessarily that what you're doing is difficult. It's, again, the mental part of it. Like, yeah. can you sit still for five minutes? Mm-hmm. You know, can you sit still for two minutes holding this stretch? And you stretch? have to breathe. You have you to have, breathe. You know, right, all exactly. these things. You have to force yourself to slow down. Your heart rate's going to come yeah. down. And so... But a real small tweak to incorporating what you're thinking... Right. Exactly. Exactly. ...could be a game changer for, well, for me, for, me, for anybody, I right. guess, right? <laughs> so finding that moment of stillness and letting your mind really focus on... Like, we do it at the end of workouts. Um, and, you know, th- there's some times where we just talk th- through the whole thing sure. and, you know, shoot shit and whatever and, and, you know, talk about the workout. But there's other times, too, when it's Give complete. people a hard time that are killing those right. poses and you're like... <laughs> like, all right, Gumby. Uh, like, yeah. you know. Um, but then there's other times, too, where it's complete silence. Yeah. Everyone has their eyes closed. And you can tell that they're really in the moment. Yeah. Um, and I think that's missed a lot in CrossFit because that can happen as well in your workouts and in your lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, again, going back to that hyper-focused state of, you know, this is the task at hand. This is what needs to happen. And I think doing Ramwad and yoga can train your brain to get to that state. It's just like anything. Like when you first started lifting, you didn't throw your max weight on there and go for it. You probably started with a PVC pipe, yeah. worked your way to a training bar, uh-huh. worked your way to a regular bar, and so on and so forth. I feel like that's what yoga and Ramwad can do for you mentally as an athlete. It can, mm. it's, your, it's your starting place, yeah. your stepping stone to, all right, dive into that brain of yours, dive into that mind, find your moment of stillness, make room, get rid of all the garbage, and make room for the things that you need to focus on when you go and start working out. Yeah. So it, it forces you to start exercising your brain in a different way mm-hmm. than what most of us are used to. I love it. Man, mental game. Such a challenge. Boom. Knowledge. Man, knowledge just drop right there. Gosh. Pick that up. Carry that on. And this is all just personal experience. I by no means am like some super expert on anything. I only have my own experience to base any of this off of. So yeah. This could problem. I don't know if anyone's going to relate to this or not, but this is just Sarah at CrossFit Wilco talking. About <laughs> <this>. <laughs> My experience. So what I've heard today is you can either get back on track and have loose stool or eat well, <laughs> and then practice your mental game yes. because it's it's imperative. Exactly. I feel like we've crossed all areas of life, all yep. areas of fitness. Now that's fantastic. That, that really is some fantastic stuff. I, I think. You know, as as people who run boxes, people who operate in, in the midst of box land all around the world, like addressing that middle game is going to be imperative for um, persons 
who don't want to go to the games, but they just want to continue to excel. Exactly. You yeah. know, like like I want my my whole journey over the last year, and, and still I have, you know, at least in my documented journey that I'm that I'm that I'm willing to do is is up to age forty, mm-hmm. um, and so I have a little over a year left on that journey. At the end of January, I'll start my last year of being trying to be fit by forty, and and people always ask about weight. You know, like well, what do you want to weigh at the end of that? And I'm like. I'll weigh what I weigh. Like right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not interested in that, um, unless Jamie gives me a number and says this is the number that you should be at. Like mm-hmm. I'll take that, but but I'm not coming up with my own. Um, but I just want to be able to do whatever I want. Exactly. You know, yeah. like to, to me that's fitness. You mm-hmm. know, if I can do a handstand walk and go over some plates like everybody's publishing right now of all the like the obstacle course, you right. know, <laughs> you know, hand walks. You know, that would be really awesome. But to be able to come in at five in the morning and work out and go, I don't have to scale anything. Mm-hmm. And like for that to be the case for like a month, like that would be huge. Right. What an accomplishment. I, I mean, for the most part, I, I don't scale every workout, but, but like when there's pull-ups, yeah, I mean, I got, I got to scale that junk. Right. You know, <laughs> when there's push-ups, I'm going to be worming eventually. Right. You know, like, oh, yeah. oh, but, yeah. but like my, my goal is to, to be able to almost be unstoppable for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, which I think is the yeah. right mindset to have. Yeah, absolutely. Going into it, if you continuously compare yourself to others, or well, so and so can do this, I should be able to do this. Why? You're yeah. two different people. Yeah, you yeah. have two different goals, and you're built differently. Like you need to have goals for you. And I would lie if I didn't get a little frustrated when people who have been doing it less than me come in <laughs> and get oh, a yeah. skill. Oh yeah. And I'm like. That's unacceptable, but oh, yeah. I'm really excited for you. <laughs> just think, but anytime that happens, think about, so they came in and could do it off the street. Think about how long you have to work in order to attain that. I, I feel oh, like yeah. it's going to mean more to you in the end. There was, uh, there's, there's these little things that, that markers that I'll, mm-hmm. that I'll say, at least in my journey. And one of the ones that I hit before I changed boxes was, was a rope climb. Nice. Like, you know, my feet would always slip, my, mm-hmm. you know, like I know it's mostly legs, you know, whatever <laughs> everybody tells you, you know, yeah. all you're doing is squatting. What's right. the big problem? <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm like, you don't know what I'm holding. But, um, and so we had this workout and I was like, you know, the hell with it. Like, I'm just going to practice these. Like there, there's, I don't know, five rope climbs every round or something like that. Or you know, maybe mm-hmm. it was three. I don't, but it didn't matter. But I was like, I'm going to. I'm going to practice, you know, I'm not going to lay on the ground and pull myself up and then lower myself back down, which is terrible scale. In my opinion, <laughs> yeah. it is worse than doing an actual rope climb. In my opinion, as someone who does both. But, um, and so all of a sudden, like I was halfway up the rope and I was like, what? I am doing it. <laughs> and literally the entire box stops the workout. Like we're in a timed workout, right? The whole box stops. You know, Roy was there, and, and uh, Roy Mangrum, you know, he's a barbell voodoo guy. He, uh, <laughs> he all of a sudden has his phone out, and he's, like, recording yes! me. And, like, the whole gym is not working out. There's one, Jacob, go, Jacob. And, like, I get to the top of the thing and, like, hit the rafter and, like, and almost fall. And but, uh, but I made it down, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that was the greatest thing. But, like, so people in the box cool. were almost more excited than I was. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and there's, there, God, it's such a beautiful mm-hmm. thing to be a part of something like that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I love it. It's, I love it. And I, and I love the fact that, and you're going to get this, you know, I guess anywhere, but for the majority, CrossFit has done a really good job of maintaining that standard. Like you said. Absolutely. 
worldwide, every mm-hmm. every CrossFit gym I've ever, and not that I travel a whole lot, I'm not some jet yeah. setter, but <laughs> um, any any box I've ever dropped in, I've I've always found that to be true, and I absolutely love that about CrossFit, mm-hmm. absolutely. Love, but it, you know, and like we were talking about earlier, it trickles down. Yeah. Um, so I really think for whatever, and I and I can't explain it. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, CrossFit has just done a phenomenal job of keeping genuine people who care about each other in yeah. the industry. Yeah. And, and I guess it's just because we all cut from the same cloth. I don't uh-huh. know. But but I can't even say that because there's people I met in CrossFit that I would have never met in any other circumstance. Yeah. Or yeah. even if I've met on the street, I don't know that I would have been friends with them. Mm-hmm. But in CrossFit, because there's that, uh, you know, camaraderie, it's just, it's crazy. It's yeah. absolutely crazy that, you know, you end up having friendship, like long-lasting lifelong friendship with people mm-hmm. that you never would have even dreamed of yeah like if you would have told me at 33 my best friend would be 20 haven <laughs> and then you're crazy you know yeah, yeah. what what does a 20 and a 33 year old have in common you know uh-huh. we're so far apart but um just our common love with crossfit and, and training together and mm-hmm. going through the highs and the lows together and I, I and maybe that's it because you're suffering so often together oh yeah and just yeah. all out absolutely fests yeah. you know Maybe that's it. Maybe that's maybe that's the winning combination. I don't know. But well, and to have people that are pushing you to be better that want you to be better, genuinely want you, know? you to be better. Yeah, it's it's the only place. Like everywhere else in the world, people go, "Oh, you can't do that," or or like, "You do what?" Right. You know, it's always negative. It's mm-hmm. always a judgmental call on the way you look or the the way you operate, whatever it is. But in CrossFit, you come in and, and, and instead of, of hearing, I'm not sure that you can do that. Right. It's always like, you can do this. We're just going to figure out how. And I think that's an you know? extremely value point, a valuable point that you brought up is you, and it's so cliche, but you cannot judge a book by its cover. And that uh-huh. is so true for CrossFit. Mm-hmm. There have been people that have walked in my gym that, you know, you look at them and, and you would think that, you know, they eat a pizza every day and, you know, would get winded walking around the building. Uh-huh. But, you know, they can bust out like 10 strict pull-ups. You know, you're like, what the hell? What just happened? <laughs> what just happened? Exactly. Anybody else see that? Right? <laughs> so, and I think that's a humbling factor that uh-huh. CrossFit brings to the fitness industry is you can't judge people no. because you don't know what people are capable of. Yeah. And especially when you tap into their their inner athlete mm. and you see what they're made of, like the sky's the limit. So, yeah, um, yeah I remember I'm going to throw her, uh, uh, not under the bus, but um, the first time I ever met. So one of the owners, um, Derek Robinson, his wife, Michelle, first time I ever met her was, gosh, that was like maybe three, four years ago now. Um, it was during an open workout and she was about ready to pop. She was pregnant. Oh wow! And it was the, the year that they had the deadlift box jump workout, which was no offense CrossFit, but probably the worst <laughs> workout ever because the deadlifts rep reps increase as, as well as the weight. Yeah. Horrible workout, but I'm standing here and I had already done it and I knew what my score was. Was that, didn't it have the was it the burpee box jump overs? No, it was box jumps. The box jump numbers stayed the same, but the deadlift was a ladder where the in, uh, both the reps and the weight on the bar okay. increased. Yeah. Eight people alive. Just, just shoot them up and spit them out. Um, but I had already done mine, and I knew my score. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting here watching this woman who is... I, I'm assuming she was like eight months pregnant yeah, at the time. Gonna give about birth right, while gonna, she's doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Gonna yeah. give birth at any waking moment. Beat me in a workout. No. I'm like, what the hell? Like, how is this woman doing this right now? Like, and so it just blew oh my, my mind. Yeah. And 
it's just, that emotional strain of like, oh holy gosh. crap, that's amazing, and yes. yet, damn it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and so to this day, I always give people that example of you cannot judge a book by its cover. You cannot underestimate people. Yeah. You don't know what they've been through. You don't yeah. know what their goals are, and you or don't how know how hard they'll fight. Exactly. Oh. You don't know the extent yeah. of their, their their inner dog, their inner fight. You just don't know, you know, you don't, until yeah. somebody's pushed to the iron, like. How, how they're going to react, yeah. you know? Um, it's amazing. It's a, ah, I love the triumph. I love, mm-hmm. you know, every bit of it. If you just go, what? Yes. What? Oh my gosh, yes. How in the world did that happen? You know, and so, well, I've, I've loved hanging out with you. Yeah, me too. This is awesome. And, and chatting. Um, thanks for being a part of it. Where where can we find you on the social medias? Um, on the social medias, on the book that is face, I'm there quite a bit. Um. <laughs> I was so I was so like slow today. I was like, what is she talking about? She wrote a book. I wrote a book. Got it. Got yes. It. Uh. Um, usually I post on Instagram though, and then just it copies over to Facebook. Yeah. I'm on Instagram a lot more, um, but my tag is CrossFit Charizard. I'm not a Pokemon fan by any means. Um, that nickname was given to me by some former training partners who apparently <laughs> when I train, nine times out of ten, I'm Charizard, who's like, yeah, the happy like little Pokemon. Okay. But when I get hangry, oh. I turn into this like giant fire-breathing dragon. Like, ah. I must eat. And you yeah. know, I get really... So that's where Charizard came from. I'm not Seems a Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, CrossFit Charizard. And then um, I'm here all day, every day at CrossFit Wilco. We're in Maryland Farms and Brentwood. Um... So if you're ever in the area, feel free to drop in. We'd love to have you. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Awesome. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Sounds good. Hey, thanks again for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it today. And uh, let us know if you'd like to be a part of it by uh, being one of our sponsors. Also, don't forget to leave us a five-star review and subscribe. We'll see you next time.